welcome to another episode of the Soul Circle Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Beltov, and as always, I am so happy to have you joining me here today. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and realize you don't have to do it alone. We are in this together, which is why there is also a community space which I would love to hang out with you in. You can learn more about it on my website, jenniferbeltoff.com, or click the link in the show notes below. Now, before we begin, I would love to introduce to you our guest that we have here today. Her name is Deborah Hawkins, and she has been blogging on gratitude and mindfulness since 2010, posting over 500 reflections on everyday experiences that have elevated her mood, along with tips on how to keep gratitude top of mind. She began this journey in her early 50s to really work her way out of depression, and she has now written two books, one, The Best of No Small Thing, Mindfulness Meditations, and Practice Gratitude, Transform Your Life, Making the Uplifting Experiences of Gratitude Intentional. She also hosts a Zoom-enabled class called Helium for Your Heart, Elevate Your Outlook with Intentional Gratitude. And in her class, she demonstrates a fresh approach to gratitude practice that is fun, authentic, and also confidence-boosting. She loves telling and listening to personal stories. She believes that all stories are about transformation and sharing our humanity. And she lives in Chicago with her dog, India. So without further ado, let's listen in on my conversation with Deb. Hello, Deb. I would love to welcome you to the Soul Circle podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. I am really excited to chat with you because I am so inspired by your focus on gratitude and mindfulness and how you look to invite these practices more into your life and how they unearth joy for you. I just find it so amazing. And I think that so many times in our lives, we are like running from one thing to the next, constantly go, 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 that we often forget to like slow down and look around every once in a while. And so I'd love to just kind of start if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and how you found your way to digging deep into gratitude and meditation. Thank you. Um, I'm 65 now. Um, Actually, my story is like, (laughs) I won't bore you with my whole life story, but some of the highlights would be that I had a difficult childhood in that um, probably not worse than a lot of people, but um, I suffered from some level of trauma and I grew up with two strong beliefs that um, I wasn't worth very much and nobody would ever listen to me. So this kind of uh, kind of led to lots of depression in my adult life, lots of disappointment, and not feeling very good. And after a couple, um, a very disappointing career, or rather lack of a career, (laughs) I moved to another town to find a job, and that didn't work out. And I moved back and to Chicago, where I'm from. And um, I really was at a very low point in my life. And had a car accident and all sorts of things that was really 
terrible. Like I was in my mid fifties. I still took handouts from my mother financially. Um, I had other problems and I said, I can't go on with this. I have to do something. So the only thing I could do was start a gratitude journal. Mm. I thought of starting small and I started blogging about small things from my everyday life. That could be an event or a realization or discovery or just something I observed and noticed that really filled me with some good feelings, some grateful feelings. And um, I was a writer who wasn't writing. So the sheer act of having a purpose to write about lifted my mood a lot, just that. But it really started growing as I started to look at what it was writing about. I wrote things like as simple as the difference between lemons and limes. <laughs> I wrote about um, the, the sound of my ice maker in my freezer. I love the sound of ice, the ice maker because then I could make a gin and tonic without a <laughs> drop of the hat. No, little things really cheered me up. And I started to shift even more. So I realized that um, you're more likely to find something to feel good about if you're looking for those things, mm -hmm. just in general. And then I went a little bit further. After three years or about 100 blogs, I posted like every week. I went over and read all my entries. And I decided that I tended to write about a handful of themes. So I thought of them as my personal gratitude themes. And I decided everybody has them. Mm -hmm. So in addition to just being able to uplift my mood, because I was looking for things to uplift my mood, I actually knew some things that worked. <laughs> I knew things that I was looking for and this practice of actually this practice of actually knowing what your themes are and then looking for those themes in the world as it is is really empowering that is incredible and there's so much on there that I want to touch on because you talked about in the beginning of feeling like you weren't worth much no one would listen to you and I know I can personally relate to that. And I think so many can, because I feel all of us go through that where we're feeling like, gosh, what am I worth? You know, and we struggle with that. And tuning into a gratitude practice where you're just focusing on those little tiny things like the ice maker, like what a gift that is. It doesn't have to be these huge, amazing things. It's the everyday moments in our lives that really create such a big impact. And I think so often we're looking and reaching for the bigger ones that we don't realize like, no, there are so many small things around us. So I love how you focusing on noticing that. Yeah, um, the um, title or the URL for my blog is No A Small Thing. So I came to the conclusion that there is no such thing as a small thing. Mm -hmm. It really is something you could um, place your attention on. And it um, has meaning for you. Yes. So I think that's really important. And um, I have like my own view of mindfulness, that it's not just 
like deep breathing or meditation or whatever, which is all fine and good. It's largely just being aware of your own thoughts and feelings and paying attention to them. So um, I've been a journaler for many years. <laughs> I've had different practices. Um, I've kept them more at different times in my life than other times. But um, the act of recording something that really strikes you is really kind of a spiritual practice. It's a clue to what you think and what you feel about. And if you actually not just write things to kind of unload and unburden yourself, but actually go back and refer to these things occasionally, you get clues about what makes you feel good and what you need to look at more. So I think this is the whole act of journaling and the whole act of building on what's positive, as small as that is, is really huge. Yes, and I am a firm believer of writing things down. I think that when we write them down, we really give ourselves space to, you know, work through whatever is in our heart and our mind. But then we also set things into motion too and allow ourselves to really, as you said, like recognize what's around us. And I also love how you talk about it though as being a practice, like when you are writing it down, because it's something that I think is like, I think writing in general is a practice, but would love to hear when you talk about shaping it into a practice, like what does that mean to you? Because I know a lot of people think like, oh, we're practicing for perfection, but is it really that? Um, I feel very strongly about this, that practice is not like, I think of practice, I guess, in the Eastern terms or like a yogic term, that is, it is something that you commit to do regularly. Mm-hmm. I don't think of it necessarily as something you have to do at six o'clock in the morning or something <laughs> like that, even though um, I've been more successful when I give myself a general time frame to do something because I start like reading my emails on the days off, you know, but um, I think it's really important just to show up, to show up for your own life. So I think that as a practice, and I don't think of practice so much as what I might've learned when I was a child, like to practice my flute or piano or Practice makes perfect. It's like, I'm not trying to improve. I'm always trying to improve the way I approach life to make life more pleasant, more meaningful, or um, easier. (laughs) But I don't have a particular agenda. Like, um, it's not like trying to improve your putting in Mm -hmm. golf. Like, you have a fixed thing that you want to accomplish at the end of this. It's like, I'm always improving because I'm always putting conscious awareness into what comes out, into what my experience is. And I think that's huge. And um, so I think of practice as the commitment you make to yourself to show up in your Uh, own life. I love that. And I think it's something we all need to remember because it takes away the pressure. Because when we think like we're trying to perfect something, all of a sudden there's this extra layers of pressure that we put on ourselves. And it's not. It's about really that unearthing, that continuing to show up, that being dedicated to ourselves. And yeah, 
Absolutely. That um, what you just said about um, removing some of the pressure was actually a huge theme uh, um, that came up for me journaling, not writing the the blog about gratitude, but um, I have another writing practice, journaling practice called Talking with God, where I will actually have a conversation in writing. And um, sometimes it's my conscious self, whether it's God speaking or some other aspect of myself that um, is not controlled so much by my brain or my conscious thought, uh, responds to me or suggests something else. And one of the things that came up at the end of last year was not to put so much pressure on myself Mm. because attainment is an improvement is important because it makes you feel good. I mean, it gives you some sense of satisfaction, but um, it's not the goal. The goal is just to be happy as much as you can be. Mm I love how you have that dialogue in your writing because what a gift that is. I actually do that. I had lost my mom now six years ago and I have a journal that I write to her in. And like, it's like that, like we have that conversation back and forth with each other. And it just really shows the power of writing and how so much can unfold when you give yourself that permission to show up on the page, whether it is putting down gratitude or writing to God or any way that you choose to to journal or write. People are, have often expressed surprise to me um, when they talk about this practice of writing to, with God, talking with God, that, well, how do you know it's God or your higher self or some <laughs> other aspect? I go, it's a surprise. Yes. Mm-hmm. What you like here, what you might choose to write about or how you find your pen moving is like, it seems to come out of nowhere. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. It doesn't. It's it's all there. It's in your subconscious. And that's really when something comes out that like surprises you when you reread it, follow, follow that. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. A hundred percent. Because it does, it kind of comes out of nowhere. And you're like, wait a minute, am I even writing this? <laughs> and it doesn't happen all the time, but it's like those magical moments when it does, you're like, Wow, this is incredible. Right. And it's it's very funny to make your make um a journal public because mm. what I write in terms of my gratitude journal is partially for me. So for many years I didn't know if people were reading it. I tried to build an audience, and that's still a, a goal of mine, but it's like I have to do this every week anyway mm-hmm. to uh, think of one thing that um, I gave some special thought to. And I realized that um, it's really touches me in some wonderful way. And it's amazing because what you are recognizing in your tiny moments like is so relatable to people, you know, and I might not have gone through the same exact thing or be seeing the same thing you are, but it's like those feelings. And you're like, oh, they're all right there. And we all have those same feelings. I, th- I th- don't know who said the quote originally, but there's something about art being like the more specific you are, 
the more universal you are. Mm. So I don't think of my journaling or my blogging as high art, but I do believe that the more personally uh, personal it is, and the more truthful it is to me, and the more, more, more vulnerable I am and real I am and honest I am, the more it will actually resonate with other people. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I'm curious because you do share your gratitude on your blog. Do you also have like a separate journal that you write it in or is it really all focused on the blog? Um, I don't write it immediately as a blog. I write it as just a word file and I will noodle around some thoughts I have. But um, part of a practice I actually recommend because I like my my whole philosophy of intentional gratitude is not to like force yourself to be happy or will yourself to be happy or feel grateful, but to get to know yourself better. Mm. Whatever extent you know yourself and know what uplifts you and then practice. Here's that word again, practice. (laughs) Practicing that in the world that is you're in is so empowering. So I will start at a blog often thinking about um, a particular incident or sometimes I will find myself in a situation and call up what I have dubbed my grateful dozen, my personal gratitude themes and ask myself specifically, how are my themes showing up here? And that's what starts me often writing about a particular situation and blog. And then I end all the blogs. This um, understanding is no small thing. Mm. (laughs) All my blogs come back to this realization that as small as an incident might be, it's not if I give it this kind of intention. And I do actively look at situations and ask myself, is having a sense of belonging or is beauty or is humor or is feeling like I'm winning something or getting something for free? Whatever I identified as my personal gratitude themes, are they showing up in this situation? And I, that often gets me started writing about different things. I would love to explore more about the themes because in your book, Practice Gratitude, you talk about kind of finding and unearthing those themes for yourself. Can you share with our audience, like, how do you unearth those themes? Because I've never really even thought about like gratitude as grouping them into themes. And I love this idea because we do have these themes in our lives, but how do you go about finding them and knowing what are your own personal themes? Sure. Um, I teach this a little bit in my class, which is Zoom enabled class called Helium for the Heart for Your Heart. And um, I run this class pretty frequently, but I offer that I suggest people could 
unearth their themes in three methods. One is um, just to know what to take the low-hanging fruit, to take what they know about themselves already and consider how that might be a theme. And the theme is just one or two or three words that captures the essence of why something is important and why what it really means, what the essence of that thing is. But there's another aspect to what makes something a theme. It has to be broadly applicable to other situations. Mm. I use this example. Um, let's say you have a memory of being uh, of being really grateful and really happy when you were on a vacation, when you were 12 years old, you were sitting on a pier, maybe in the Jersey Shore or somewhere like Door County, Wisconsin or wherever, and you were eating like chocolate ice cream. Well, you would be hard pressed to try to find, only have uh, chocolate ice creams. A chocolate ice cream in situations in order to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be happy very much. But if you boil those things down to the essence where they might be applied to other situations, you could uh, get triggered to how you might find joy in more situations than you thought of. Um, taking this little idea a little further. Um, If you were eating chocolate ice cream, it might convey the feeling of being like a kid again. Mm. So you might realize that um, when you're in a situation where you feel like a kid, you're more likely to feel happy or be grateful for that situation. Mm, It's really Um, like peeling back these layers of what you are feeling. It's peeling back the layers and then asking yourself, What's the essence of this? And can this idea be broadly applied to other things? So um, one, um, one example might be feeling like a kid. Another example might be treating, treating yourself. So um, this could be very powerful. Like you could be in a work situation and say, <laughs> say ask yourself, oh, how can I find something to appreciate in this situation. And you could say, oh, I treated myself to a cup of coffee or a timeout or something (laughs) in that situation that is genuine, but it also relates back and it has all these other associations with positive associations with how you've treated yourself. So again, you could look at general ideas of things that you felt you know yourself to be grateful for. You could also, um, I recommend looking at photographs. Oh, that's a great idea. They often give you clues that you might not think about, whether it's the shape of the image or the people in the image or where you were in the image. Mm -hmm. Those kind of things trigger this thinking. And then I would follow it up with the same thing. What is the essence of why I feel something when I look at this? And what is, how can I boil this down to the essence so that I could apply this thought to other situations? 
And the third thing I actually suggest is um, looking at a peak experience or a favorite memory, because that will often bring things to the forefront that you might not normally think of. But when you think of like what you'd like uh, your forever moment to be, like in eternity, that can often lead you to think about like a special experience. And then you say, what is it? Ask yourself, what is it about that experience that makes me feel so alive, so mm, grateful? Yes. What are some of your themes that you have found over the years as you've been doing this practice? Sure. Um, I mentioned some. Um, one is belonging. Oh, what a good one. And one is um, getting things for free, mm-hmm. or winning. There's something where I feel like it could be the um, grocery store receipts that I could turn in for um, uh, at the grocery store for a free pot and pan. And I don't know why, but those things really make me happy. Oh, of course. Or yes. Getting upgraded, <laughs> or getting upgraded on an air flight. Or like um, when the doors are coming shut on the elevator and I just get to sneak in. Oh, what a great feeling. (laughs) When I feel lucky about something, Mm -hmm. it could be very small, but that makes me feel really good. Another thing um, that um, I like to is surprise. I mentioned that I love this talking with God kind of writing journaling process because I really love surprise. Mm. So outwardly, I am probably not alone in this. I really want to control things. I want things to work (laughs) out the way I want them to. But I realize that I'm usually happiest when something happens that I could not have expected or whatever. And there's a certain like unbridled, unconditional joy in that to receive the unexpected with an open heart. Oh my gosh. So much so, because so often we are trying, right, to control the situation. But when something like that happens, you're like, I didn't even imagine this could possibly happen. It is like such a joyful feeling because you're like, wow, there's just so much possibility that we don't even know about. So that's, those are some of my personal like themes. And I think about um, this idea of surprise in another way. I um, love to be surprised because it's unexpected joy, but I also think allowing yourself to be surprised demonstrates an orientation to humility. Oh, yes. And I think humility is so important in living a mindful life, living a spiritual life, being in good relationship with people and the planet, that you realize you know, you are entitled to be happy. Mm, I think that like bears repeating. That I deserve to be happy. Yes. But I also remind myself it's not all about me. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes out of our hands. 
it's out of our hands. And sometimes the joy happens when you're in service, when you realize that what is special about your life is also chances are it's not just serving you, but it actually adds something to somebody else's life. Yes. Oh my gosh. So much so. And just how those moments of service where we are thing, we're doing it for someone else. Like you just said, it is bringing so much to you. I host a love notes project where each month people will nominate people in the community who just need a little extra love. And there's this group of people who just send postcards to strangers, just letting them know, you know, that there's someone thinking about them, that they're not alone. And like every time I write my postcard, I'm thinking I'm doing it for that person. But really, I get so much out of it, too, by doing that small, simple act. And I think it's remembering that we can find this joy in so many different ways. Yeah, I think that idea of remembrance, like being grateful, is also a spiritual practice to remember that there's like things to be grateful for are all around you. If you know what you're looking for, and really believe and trust that they're there. You just have to practice, sing them. Yes, and look for them. And I would say a similar thing about remembrance, that um, it's not about necessarily a specific memory you have as a person. It's about remembering the important things which is that you're a part of the fabric of life. You belong to everybody. There's love in the world, even though we all go through times when we're not feeling loved. As long as we could see love, we could believe maybe we could tap into that. Oh, and I think that's important to remember that we are the ones that need to almost be seeking it out, to know that it's there, to recognize and realize. And in your book, you talk about this idea of having an attitude of gratitude. And I think that ties into that. But what does that really mean to you to have this attitude of gratitude? I, um, I still boil things down to just believing that what I um, can genuinely appreciate based on my own values not based on what my parents or what a Sunday school teacher might have said to me. But I think this is very important. When I was young, um, my mother might have told me, like, eat your dinner. There are kids starving, <laughs> you know, in China or some other place um, that would really be grateful or happy for this dinner. So that actually did make me feel grateful. Mm-hmm. It just I, I just felt sorry for the kids <laughs> that didn't have dinner. I think gratitude really has to be authentic for it to be transformative. Mm. It has to really come from you. So um, I think the power of this practice was seeing yourself in the world and seeing what you care about in the world. And it's there. You just have to practice how you say things. And pay attention because I know I have found myself going through some days 
And I started this year. I haven't, like I was on again, off again with always doing like a nightly gratitude practice. And I'm like, no, this year I'm, I'm going to get back into it. Your book inspired me because I'm like, I really want to take that time and appreciate. And there's days where like, I mean, nothing's really happening, right? I'm waking up, I'm going to work, doing the laundry, like, and you're thinking like, well, what was so great about today? But your book has really inspired me to pick out those small, tiny moments. Like, oh, when I went to go do the laundry, I had laundry detergent. I didn't have to run out and get it because I had forgotten to get it at the store. And it's like such small, tiny things, but it's remembering that those are the moments, you know, or even the smell when I walk in to the room and just smell the detergent mm-hmm. coming out of the washer, like, oh, this smells amazing. And so it, like you said, it's not those big moments. It's taking these ordinary days that I go through all of the time and just really sinking in and appreciating those small things. And I think there's an added thing that's very important about my approach that's a little bit different than other approaches to gratitude, which I think has a purpose because it reminds you like listing things. Mm. It reminds you that there are things out there to give, uh, pay attention to. Mm-hmm. But I think that approach of ending the day by listing things you feel happy about is not empowering it like reminds you to that there are other things that you're not giving enough attention to but i really feel that the most powerful form of gratitude is one that's internally directed it's not about responding to getting your way or um having getting present from somebody or a surprise visit from or call from somebody. It's about knowing yourself so well, you could actually control, like you could see things that you might be grateful for, regardless of what happens to you, mm-hmm. what happens in the world. So many people are sure we've been in uh, lockdown, we've been affected by COVID, and the world is a little bit crazy. And I don't deny any of that. And I do get upset about that. But um, so much of how I live is really under my control. Mm -hmm. And to the extent that even while this is happening, not to deny these problems, I can still see things that I can appreciate. And that knowing that, how I feel is something I can direct is huge. That is huge because no matter what might be happening in our outside world, like those are our things that we do have the control over that we can focus on that can be what fills us up. And I think it's important for us to remember that and really, truly recognize it. I'm curious for people who might not have any type of gratitude practice or just don't take the time to do it, what would be your recommendations for someone who wants to start on this journey of being more mindful and sinking deeper into finding the ordinary moments of gratitude? I would just um, practice being mindful. You, um, You don't even need to like start with gratitude yet. It's just like, important to practice 
being in the moment. Yes. Mm. Ask yourself in the moment, how do I feel right now? I love that question because I think so often we don't tune into that. And that's such an important question to remember. And when you notice how you feel now, and it could be terrible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I, uh, but knowing that is, and, and what you could do about that, you might ask yourself some other questions like, what is, what is actually so terrible for me? Like to think about how your mind works and to break this down, to slow it down, as you said, um, is really empowering because once you understand how your mind works a little bit better, you can control some of the thoughts a little bit more, or at, at least stop the very negative scripts. So uh, just practicing being in the moment and really trying to tune into what you feel and what you think about what you feel is a good place to start. And then maybe asking yourself, is there anything in this moment that I can appreciate? Now, that's not quite the same as love, because you can appreciate some things you might not want to repeat again right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it still informs you what you want to repeat. Like, let's say you go out to dinner and don't especially like the entree. Well, you have information now. Mm-hmm. If you check in with yourself, what not to order next time. So like you could do with this with all sorts of life situations where you could um, learn from that moment what you think and feel. It comes down to it's a very simple exercise. You probably, most people probably do in their working life. Ask yourself what you want to want more of or less of in the future. And that's like huge. So if you just practice being in the moment and um, letting yourself be with what you think and feel, it's a good start. I was like, that is so important because I know me personally, that has been one of my goals to really concentrate on this year because I found towards the end of last year, I was just going down this negative tailspin in my head, but like I was the one dragging myself down. It wasn't anything on the outside. It was my own thoughts. And it's like, stop doing that. Stop kind of going off on these crazy tangents in your mind and just be where you are because there's so much that's happening now right in front of you. And if I could just focus on that, what a gift that is rather than allowing my mind to spin in these crazy directions for no reason other than to just bring myself down. Last year, I started a practice of writing every day five things I wanted to acknowledge myself for. Mm. It's so easy to like think of what was not done. Mm-hmm. Think about the to-do list. So I thought this was really a good practice to, to be realistic, to recognize there might be things you didn't do, but there are these other things that you want to give yourself some credit for. Um, I just started another practice. I don't necessarily do this every day, but I'm trying to do it more often, which is to acknowledge 
encouragement so uh, uh, from outside of me. So it's really easy not to think about this, but it could be that you want something as simple as you wanting to have a podcast with me, a podcast discussion with me, or um, being recommended to read something, just the exact thing that I want, was thinking about. Those kind of things happen all the time. And the more you kind of tap into encouragement from the world, I think that more you, uh, I feel in flow with life. Yes. Oh, and just really love this idea of like acknowledging the good about ourselves because we do that so quickly for others. And yet for our own selves, we don't take that time. And it's important to really recognize like there's so many amazing things about us. Just, you know, take that time to acknowledge. I want to share just one other thing that I found in your book that I thought was just so fun and such a cool kind of little exercise to do. You were talking about certificates that hang on walls and doctor's offices and those kind of things where you see like what people have accomplished, where they went to school. And you shared about what would it look like if we each wrote our own certificates and kind of shared about our own personal, you know, inner achievements about ourselves. And I just love this exercise and would actually even love to use it in the Soul Circle community because each Wednesday I do like a little secret mission to stretch people outside of their comfort zones. And I feel like this is such a good one for us to really tune into ourselves. And I would love to just hear about how this came about and what, it, what would your certificate say? Wow. I don't even remember this, but I can't imagine <laughs> doing this kind of exercise. When um, I'm still like, contemplating what the certificate might be because I want to boil it down, boil things down. And I don't know how to do that quite yet, but Mm -hmm. I could see some progress I've made recently and maybe in a certificate, I'd like to acknowledge that, which is that um, I share as much is I learn myself. Mm. That part of my mission in life, and I think it's part of everybody's mission, is you don't have to go to college. You don't have to go to mm-hmm. university. You don't have to take the um, Microsoft <laughs> Tech Support Certification Program. Yes. Mm-hmm. But is that whatever I learn? I want to share with you. Oh, I love that. It's, it, it, I mean, it's definitely an exercise that takes a lot of thought because to really figure out like, wow, what would it be about me? And I've been thinking about it for a while and I'm still like you, like trying to figure out like, what would my certificate say? But it's just fun to think of because like you said, it doesn't have to be going to college or other things. Right. I think it's a really great exercise for um, how it reveals what you value most. Yes, uh-huh, for sure. Because it's not just about like having an accomplishment that satisfies somebody else's requirements. It's about what you value. Yes, and that's so important for us to know that within ourselves. 
One last thing I wanted, if you can just tell us, I know you mentioned it, but your course that you have, Helium for the Heart, I think you have an upcoming round of it coming soon. If you could tell us a little bit about that course and how people could be involved with it. Thank you. Um, um, The course is run on two consecutive nights, not consecutive, they're a week apart. And I find this is kind of hard sometimes to get people to commit to two things, but I find it so much more beneficial for people because they have a chance to assimilate the ideas. So I have one coming up January 18th and January 25th. And um, I will provide Jennifer the details on how you could register and get uh, register for a discount. But um, in the first session, it's all Zoom enabled. It's very easy to do. So in the first session, we talk a little bit about gratitude and how it needs to be personal. It's, uh, it's most powerful when it's not about comparisons and different things that relate to how I envision gratitude as being a very transformative um, emotion. And the second um, session is really fun. I have people over this week really identify at least six personal gratitude themes. And it gives them some more tips on how to do this. And in the second session, we actually just look at slides of everyday things. And we share through the filter of our own personal gratitude themes, how we might be, um, might be grateful or appreciate something in that scene, like it could be in a library or in a park or whatever. So these are real everyday experiences and everybody's comments will be a little bit different because their Mm -hmm. theme all are personal. So I find this two session approach where people actually get a chance to assimilate and practice some of the ideas really beneficial. That is so fabulous because it just takes you deeper into the practice and really finding and unearthing what it is about you. And I think how you talk about these themes and finding them is, is important because it really helps us to figure out and navigate where, where is that joy in my life and how can I hone in it more often? And what a great, amazing thing to do. I have just loved our conversation and I thank you so, so much for joining us here on the podcast. And if you could just share, where can people find you? And if there's any last, you know, thoughts you wanted to share as well, because I would love for the Soul Circle community to be able to connect with you as well. Thank you very much. Um, my website is called nosmallthing.net. I used to just have it specifically for the blog. But now that I've written two books, the site includes the blog and also includes uh, how to buy my books and other things that I'm doing. So um, that site, nosmallthing.net, will hook people up. And um, every week I post a new um, blog post uh, that relates to my personal gratitude themes. So this past week was about the, the movie It's a Wonderful Life. 
it's, which I know is very popular around Christmas time. So I think it's really fun to actually not just get instructed on how this might apply to you or how you could do this kind of practice, but actually see examples yes. of how somebody does this kind of practice and just envision how you might do your own. <laughs> yeah, seeing seeing your and reading your words really helps me to kind of like figure out how to dive deeper into my own practice. And it's just such an inspiration to read what you're, what you are finding. And the other thing I want to just mention is um, I have a link tree account called Grateful Deb. And if anybody wants to check that out, it links to some of the podcasts and some of the new things that are on the uh, website. Oh, that's fabulous. And I'll also link all of this below in the show notes so everybody can get to it easy as well. Thank you so much for joining me here today, Deb. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And I look forward to diving into my own practice deeper and seeing what I can unearth and finding my themes because I'm really curious what my gratitude themes are going to be. So I'm going to do your exercise on the book as well to try to find them because I'm not so certain right now what they are. Hopefully, maybe you'll join us in a future class. Yes, I would love to as well. It just sounds amazing. Oh, you are such a gift. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Look forward to chatting with you again. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me in my conversation with Deb. I hope that you really found some tools that you are able to use and implement into your everyday life and help yourself really hone in on finding that gratitude and those moments of joy in the ordinary moments in our life. And before we go, I want to leave you just with a little writing prompt. And of course, it's going to be to get out a piece of paper and write down a moment of gratitude that you feel in your heart right now. What are you grateful for in this very moment? Get it down on that piece of paper. Oh, so grateful to have you here. This podcast is nothing without all of you. And I wish you a wonderful week ahead. And I'll be back next Sunday with a brand new episode. Until then, talk soon. Mm-hmm.